Welcome to the Fuel Triathlete Show. I'm your host, Andrew Doherty, registered dietitian and fellow triathlete. I specialize in coaching endurance athletes to fuel their body, to have more energy, PR at races, and improve their relationship with food. This podcast will give you practical and actionable strategies to help you transform into a well-fueled triathlete. Now let's get into today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode. Today is all about vegan, vegetarian, and plant-based diets and how to follow them properly to meet all of your nutrient needs as an endurance athlete. So what we're going to talk about today is firstly, the different types of vegetarian diets and define those. We're going to talk also about what can be the benefits of following a plant-based vegan or vegetarian diet and then also talk about what are some of the things that you really want to look out for when you're following these diets. So what you can potentially be missing in your diet if you're following these diets. So we're going to be touching on calories. We're going to talk about macronutrients, so how to make sure you're meeting enough protein and fats because vegetarian diets do tend to meet our carbohydrate needs. We're going to also talk about really important micronutrients. So that includes things like B12, iron, calcium, vitamin D, omega-3s, iodine, and creatine. Okay, so firstly, there's quite a few different types of vegetarian diets. This is more of an umbrella term. For the purposes of today, I'm talking about if you're going fully vegan, and that means eliminating all animal products, we're gonna cover all of what that means, all of those possible nutrients that you could be low in. But there's different types of vegetarian diets. So there's pescatarian, which means you exclude all animal products, but you do eat fish. Um, Then there's lacto-vegetarian, where you do include dairy, but not any other um, animal-based diets. There's ovo-vegetarian, where you have eggs and no other animal-based products. There's lacto-ovo, where you may include eggs and dairy and then eat no other animal products. And then there's another term that gets used quite a bit. It's called, it's plant-based. So plant-based tends to mean that a majority of your food intake is coming from plants. So those are things like fruits and vegetables, whole grains, legumes, beans, nuts, and seeds. But you may sometimes include any type of animal product. You may sometimes have chicken or eggs or dairy just to fill in some of those gaps. But the main part of your diet is going to be plant-based. So what we do see in the research is that If a vegan diet or a vegetarian diet is well-planned, then it can meet all of your nutrition needs as an endurance athlete. Now, the key here is well-planned because when we're eliminating a couple different food groups from our diet, that there are potential nutrients that we can be missing out on. So we need to be very cognizant and intentional and mindful that we're getting these nutrients from other food sources, from plants, or possibly from supplements if that is going to be needed. So when we think of a vegan or vegetarian diet, there tends to be more intake of a higher intake of fruits and vegetables, whole grains, nuts and seeds, beans and legumes. These are all really healthy, nutritious foods. And there is research to support that a vegan or vegetarian diet can mean reduced risk or control of diabetes, better heart health, better weight management. So there's a lot of benefits there. But like I said, as an endurance athlete, 
there are certain nutrients that you may need more of or that are super crucial. So you just want to make sure that you're, you're doing it properly. So that's the goal of today, how to follow a well-balanced diet and make sure you're getting the nutrients that you need. So the first nutrient is calories. So our overall energy intake. For endurance athletes following a vegan diet, they do tend to consume lower intake of calories. So we know there's going to be a lot of detrimental effects if we're an endurance athlete or someone who's active and not consuming adequate calories. There's a risk of red S, which is relative energy deficiency in sport. So basically we're expending more energy than we're consuming and this can cause a lot of problems within the body it can increase your risk of injury can affect your horm reduce your bone health affect your thyroid reduce your immunity so you may get sick more often and have to take time off from training weight loss or reduced muscle mass affecting our strength and our recovery and our adaptation to training so it's really key that if you do decide to go and follow a plant-based vegan vegetarian diet that you're still meeting your overall calorie needs so why is this the case though why do people who are vegan tend to consume lower calories so again if we think of a lot of those plant-based foods that i mentioned before that we may be focusing more on fruits vegetables whole grains beans they do tend to be lower in calories they're lower in fats fats are more calorie dense they also can be more filling so a lot of these foods are high in fiber and fiber can kind of provide that effect of being satiated or um, feeling full sooner so you may tend to eat less so it's really kind of just being mindful that you are also including energy dense foods meaning foods that kind of have enough calories in them or higher calories in them so we want to focus on getting healthy fats things like oils avocados nuts and seeds and maybe trying not to eat you know most of our carbs only from fruits or vegetables or super whole grains we're also including things like rice or pastas or cereals so there's different calculations online there's harris benedict mifflin st jor there's different things that you can use to try to figure out how many calories you may need in a day but this is a really good time to work with a dietitian one-on-one -on -one and someone who can figure out based on your training based on your goals what kind of your energy expenditure is and what you want to make sure that you're consuming so this is something that i work on with my athletes to make sure that they're meeting the nutrition that they need so the next we're going to kind of dive into macronutrients so macronutrients include carbohydrates proteins and fats so the first one is carbohydrates so we do see in vegan plant-based diets that people tend to consume more carbohydrates and maybe closer to meeting their carbohydrate needs as an endurance athlete. And again, those main foods I talked about that we're focusing on in a plant-based diet tend to be more carbohydrate-based. So rice, breads, pastas, cereals, fruits, starchy vegetables, beans, these are all great. This can be great for uh, performance. So carbohydrates I've talked about in other episodes Carbohydrates is the fuel for our body, the gas in our car. We need more carbohydrates than a sedentary person as an endurance athlete. But you want to make sure, I guess, also when following a vegan diet, as I touched on earlier, that when we're eating more carbohydrates, we're not maybe accidentally taking in way more extra fiber than we need. So we know fiber is super important for health, good for gut health, good for cholesterol, blood sugar, all that kind of stuff, digestion but we may inadvertently in a vegan or plant-based diet over consume fiber potentially so this is something you want to look out for so 
maybe if you're eating too much fiber, you may be getting full very easily. You may have either constipation or diarrhea. And just to go in a little bit about the recommendations for fiber, for women age 19 to 50 is 25 grams a day. If you're over 50, aiming for 21 grams a day. That's for if you're female. And then if you're a male, the age of 19 to 50 is 38 grams of fiber per day and over 50 is 31 grams. Now, most people are not meeting their fiber needs and you may be someone who can tolerate a little bit over those, but those are just kind of the targets to try to aim for. And if you're someone who suffers from runner's trots or anything like that, GI issues with running, sometimes fiber can be a culprit. And I talk a little bit about more of that in episode three, how to solve runner's trots issues. So next is protein. So if you are someone who is vegan or vegetarian, you've probably been asked many times how to meet, how do you meet your protein intake? So as an endurance athlete, your protein needs are going to be higher than someone who is more sedentary. They're even higher if you're also looking to build muscle mass. If you're over the age of 40 and an endurance athlete, and that's because over the age of 40, we tend to lose our muscle mass. So our muscle mass declines. It's definitely possible to still get your protein from food as a vegan, as a vegetarian. There's a lot of protein rich options. So it's really important in a vegan diet to to include a variety of different types of protein so that you're getting all the essential amino acids within your day. There are some vegan proteins that are complete and do have all the essential amino acids. And we'll talk a little bit about that as well and how to get those in your diet. So some protein rich vegan options are beans and legumes. So this would be things like lentils, black beans, chickpeas, navy beans. So just some ways to incorporate that. So if you are someone who likes to have pasta and you want to switch out, you know, instead of having a ground meat in the sauce, you can use lentils. So I find lentils are a great replacement for ground meat in things like shepherd's pie or chili or pasta sauce. I also like to make a mashed chickpea sandwich in a for a wrap. So as an alternative to say a deli meat sandwich or a tuna sandwich even, you can take a can of chickpeas, roughly mash them. So some are mashed and then there's some texture. Add in, if you're vegan, you add in some vegan mayo or a plain vegan yogurt. Add in some spices, maybe dill or curry powder, some chopped celery, peppers and carrots. And you kind of have this um, chickpea salad as opposed to tuna salad that you can put on sandwiches and wraps. Tofu, tempeh, and edamame are also great as well. So including soy protein as a vegan is key because it contains all of the essential amino acids. So you can make a number of things with tofu. You can, if you look up uh, tofu scramble, it's kind of like a scrambled egg. I like to cube mine and bake it in an air fryer. Tempeh is great as well. You can roast it, you can cube it and bake it just like you would tofu, or you can crumble it up and use that as a meat replacement so kind of crumble that up stir fry it with some taco seasoning and then edamame works great in stir fries and salads or just on its own as a snack nuts and seeds so pumpkin seeds high protein high in iron but any seeds can be great walnuts cashews almonds you can snack on these you can add them into salads add them into your oatmeal add them into your smoothies there's so many different ways to do that and then some vegan protein powders can be good as well. So the thing to look for in a vegan protein powder is again, variety, right? So we want a variety, we want a blend of different types of vegan proteins in there. So maybe hemp seeds, 
protein, brown rice protein, quinoa. So it's going to help you get a blend of all those essential amino acids. The blend of essential amino acids and being a complete protein just means you absorb that protein a lot better, but it's also important because it contains an important amino acid called leucine. So leucine has been shown to be really important to promote muscle protein synthesis after a workout. So help you build and repair and grow muscle. So if you are following a vegan diet and looking to get protein after your workout, try to include something that has at least three grams of leucine or something that is a complete protein. Then that's going to really help in your recovery. So when it comes to protein, there's lots of different options, but we want to have a variety. So, and then we want to space it out well throughout the day. Try to include at least one or two vegan protein options with each meal and then try to have one with a snack as well. So you're spacing it throughout the day. Speaking of leucine, there's supplements that you may find on the market. So BCAAs or branch chain amino acid supplements. Typically, I don't recommend these because for most people who do include meat or do include animal products, if you're meeting your protein needs, you're getting all of your essential amino acids and you don't necessarily need this. But if you're someone who you avoid soy or maybe don't think you're getting enough essential amino acids, especially that leucine after your workout, then if there is someone I would recommend a BCAA supplement for, it would be someone following a vegan diet. Our next macronutrients are fats. So vegan diets does tend to be a little bit lower in fats. So when we cut out things like dairy, eggs, we cut out meats, animals, fish, we're cutting back on the amount of fat in our diet. And so we want to look to places to plant-based alternatives to replace those. So things like extra virgin olive oil or avocado oil, you could do nut butters, peanut butter, almond butter, or have nuts, seeds, and avocado. These are all be some good energy dense, healthy fats to include um, in your diet. And you want to try to make at least about 20 to 35% of your calorie intake coming from fats to help make sure you're staying healthy, it's good for hormone health, reducing inflammation and recovery, and again, to be able to meet your overall energy needs. Speaking of fats, there's one particular type of fat to really focus on in a vegan diet, and that's omega-3 fatty acids. So omega-3 fatty acids are an essential fat, meaning our body can't make them, so we do have to get them from our diet. They help promote good heart health and reduce inflammation. And some of the main sources where we find omega-3 fats are fish. So kind of your highest sources are salmon, trout, mackerel, um, anchovies. So I would say it's really important to get some plant sources of your omega-3s every single day. So some good sources are chia seeds or ground flax seeds. You can add a scoop into your oatmeal for breakfast or your overnight oats. You can put them into smoothies. You can sprinkle it into like you know, even if you make baked goods, if you make some muffins or cookies, you can sprinkle hemp hearts on salads. Walnuts are also another good source. And also algae and seaweed is also a good source of um, omega-3. So if you feel you may not be meeting it, there's different types of omega-3 supplements with algae, or you can buy those different, those seaweed snacks even. Okay, so now getting into our micronutrients. So micronutrients are more of our vitamins and minerals So the first vitamin I want to talk about is vitamin B12. This is kind of a concern for vegans because most of, really the main majority of where you're going to find vitamin B12 in 
diet is going to be animal products. So dairy, chicken, fish, meat, all that kind of stuff. There are some vegan um, foods that are good sources of B12. One is nutritional yeast. So it's not like regular baking yeast. It's kind of deactivated yeast. It looks like these little yellow flakes. It has kind of a cheesy texture to it. It has some protein in it. It's a good source of B12. You can make cheese sauces with it. You can sprinkle it on vegetables, on salads. There's lots that you can kind of do with it, but you'd want to include that in your diet. Other sources of B12 can be plant-based milks if it's fortified with B12. So the one thing though is it is pretty difficult to get all of your B12 from diet if you are a vegan. So I do recommend when I do work with vegans that everyone is taking a B12 supplement to make sure that you're really getting enough and absorbing enough that your body needs because you really want to prevent having a deficiency of vitamin B12. Iron is is a mineral that's also... Whether even if you're not a vegan or someone eating a vegetarian diet, iron is as an endurance athlete, as someone who runs, you can be more at risk of having low iron. When we run and our 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 feet hit the ground, we kind of are breaking red blood vessels. We're losing some iron. Females do have higher um, iron needs as well. So add on top of that being a vegan, then you if you are a vegan runner or triathlete or endurance athlete then you really want to pay attention to your iron. So I'll talk about kind of some foods and strategies of how to get that, but there are there may be supplementation required, but you definitely, with, with iron, what I would say is it's not like B12 where I would recommend, you know, all people take a B12 supplement. You want to get your iron checked regularly or your ferritin checked just to see where you're at and if supplementation is needed. So the reason that iron for a vegan athlete can be difficult to meet is because the plant-based iron is not as bioavailable, meaning it's not as readily absorbed as meat iron. So plant-based iron is called non-heme iron and then animal iron is called heme iron. So plant-based sources of iron are um, beans and legumes. So lentils are one of your highest pumpkin seeds, apricots, oats, nuts, cooked spinach. They're not as absorbed as readily, but there's something that you can do to increase the bioavailability of non-heme iron, and that is to pair that with foods rich in vitamin C. So this is really key. So if you're looking to have oats with some almonds in the morning, you know, feeling that's like a good source of iron, you want to make sure that you pair something with vitamin C with that So strawberries, for example, are a great source. You can add strawberries into your oatmeal. Other great sources of vitamin C are citrus. So we probably think of oranges or grapefruit, but also things like kiwi, strawberries, as I mentioned, and then vegetables like red peppers, tomatoes, broccoli, and Brussels sprouts are good sources as well. So other ways that you can kind of have a a balance are with your trail mix, have it with a kiwi or an orange, Chili can be a great option because you put beans in there, but there's also some tomatoes and peppers usually. If you're going to make a a tofu stir fry or a tempeh stir fry where you can get some iron in that, cook it along with some red peppers or some broccoli in that stir fry or even maybe make an orange sauce where you have some orange juice in your stir fry sauce. You also, if you're having a spinach salad, then pair it with tomatoes 
or start trying to cook your spinach as that's going to increase the absorption of the iron. The other things that you can do are try to not have very iron rich meals along with your coffee or tea because this can impede the absorption of the iron. You can also try cooking with a cast iron skillet when possible. That can add a couple milligrams of iron. And there's also something called the lucky fish. So it's this little metal fish that you cook with and it's gonna add iron to your meals. So it's this little fish that you, you would put in like a pot of boiled water and it's going to release some iron from the fish into that water. You can then use that water to cook your oatmeal, to make a soup, to make different things with. So it just kind of easy way of kind of boosting the iron of the water that you're going to be using in different things already. So zinc is another mineral. It's really important for wound healing, our immune system, growth and development. This can be found in soy products, legumes, whole grains, nuts. Another nutrient is calcium. So when we think of calcium, we probably think a lot about dairy products, drinking milk, having yogurt, that kind of stuff. So really important to get enough calcium for proper bone health. It's also an electrolyte. We do lose you know, pretty small amounts in our sweat. So already as triathletes or endurance athletes, we can be maybe at risk of having fractures. And then if you're following a vegan diet and either not consuming enough energy or consuming low calcium, we can be putting ourselves at risk as well. So it's important to pay attention. Most of adults need about a thousand milligrams of calcium today, sometimes a little bit more at different stages in our life. A good or easy source would be our calcium fortified plant-based milks. So these are things like almond milk, cashew milk, there's coconut milk, oat milk, there's so many different kinds right now. They can have sometimes like at a, a cup can have around 300 milligrams of calcium. So having a couple glasses per day or using that to make overnight oats or having cereal or there's calcium fortified orange juice. Other sources like plant-based sources of calcium are leafy greens. So spinach or broccoli is not a leafy green, but it's a green vegetable. Almonds, chia seeds, and tofu that's been set in calcium. So just keep in mind, these are not as bioavailable, so they're not as readily absorbed. So that's why I recommend, as opposed to trying to eat a ton of broccoli or a ton of almonds or a ton of greens just to get all your calcium, an easy way is to kind of have some of these, these plant-based milks just to, as an easier way to get everything that you need. And along those same lines is vitamin D. So we need vitamin D. Vitamin D helps us absorb calcium. It also plays a role in bone health as well as inflammation and immune health. It's something that i would recommend supplementing with because even for a non-vegan it's very difficult to get in our diet from food so some of the minimum amounts that have been shown to get the vitamin d that we need are having 23 egg yolks a day having a piece of salmon every single day or having a liter and a half of milk every day so not really realistic to get all of those the one naturally occurring vegetable that's a source of vitamin D is mushrooms, but you have to eat four or five cups of cooked mushrooms every day just to get that vitamin D. So would recommend probably about one to 2,000 international units of vitamin D. And the thing with vitamin D is that it needs a bit of fat. You need a bit of fat to absorb it. So if you're getting the vitamin D pills, make sure that you take it with a meal that has some fat or if you like to kind of take your supplements at any time and not with food, then you can get the vitamin D drops. 
it's already that liquid is some fat so it's already emulsified in some fats and then you can just drop it right on your tongue or put it in your drink so another mineral is iodine so we need this in very trace amounts in our diet or small amounts in our diet it plays a role in growth development as well as thyroid function and metabolism the amount of iodine that we get in our plant foods can really depend on the iodine content of soil so if you are someone who is a vegan to make sure that you're getting adequate amounts of iodine then you could look at including iodized salt regular table salt or sea vegetables like seaweed or algae some other sources of iodine are cranberries potatoes prunes and navy beans navy beans is another one that i forgot to mention but it is a good source it's a source of calcium so this last nutrient i want to talk about is creatine so creatine is found naturally in our muscle cells and it helps our muscle cells produce energy during very high intense exercise so 10 second bouts of exercise where you're sprinting really hard maybe at the in a, at certain parts in a race or when you're lifting heavy so it has been shown that vegetarians do have less creatine stored in our muscle because we do store creatine in our muscle some we're going to get from diet but it's going to come from animal proteins it's not something that you're going to find in plants so creatine is something that i'm planning to do another podcast on because there are you know some good benefits to it but when you compare a vegan diet to an animal one that includes animal protein vegans are going to consume less creatine and therefore have less in our muscles it could be a potential sports benefit if you take creatine in terms of improving high intensity exercise or if you're someone who's looking to get stronger in the gym or build lean muscle mass this may be something that can also that can help you do that so that's today's episode i wanted to really touch on what to focus on if you are following a vegan diet what nutrients may you be lacking and how can you get those either through food or supplements so like i said this podcast wasn't meant to convince you one way or the other i think a lot of us have reasons if we want to follow a vegan diet then you may have some reasons for doing so and i think that as a dietitian i just want to help support my clients to do it properly to be well informed and when it is well planned and you're intentional and you're you're balancing it well meeting the nutrition that you need through proper foods or supplements it can meet what you need as an endurance athlete however if you want to be plant-based and include more plants in your diet but still include animal proteins then that can also be good as well so just to kind of recap in a vegan diet some things to really think about are making sure you're meeting enough calories you may be more likely to meet your carb needs so make sure you're getting enough protein especially complete proteins and variety and you're also getting enough fats in your diet when it comes to those micronutrients we want to make sure we're getting omega-3s we are consuming calcium vitamin d enough iron b12 zinc and we may want to think about bcaas or in particular leucine which is an amino acid and kind of related to our protein intake and we may want to also think about creatine depending on what our goals are at this point in your season so thanks for tuning in if you 
need some one-on-one support following a vegan diet or just an overall diet in general, then you can fill in an application that I have in my show notes. And it's just to learn a little bit more about nutrition coaching with me. So thanks for listening. I'd really appreciate it if you could share this with your triathlete friends, your runner friends, or if you can subscribe so you don't miss another episode. I share episodes every Thursday. And uh, yeah, have a great day.